Welcome to the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I had the opportunity to talk to Jonathan and Eric in person, and it was so, so much fun to just be able to hang out with them. I was really impressed by their heart for scripture and, and making sure that the songs that we sing in our churches are biblically aligned. We got into some really heavy stuff and how to lead worship when we're going through difficulty. I think there's just so much you're going to love about this episode, so here we go. I think, like, as we started, you know, like we got into our hearts maybe two and a half years ago, three years ago, uh, as God kept on breathing on some of the songs that we wrote out of our church that you know sooner or later we will record an album from our uh, from our church in, in sweden yeah and as we started to write you know we had that you know big whiteboard and we would put out like a song list but as sort of the months uh passed by we changed name from like a song list to a weapon list because there, there were so many real stories and so many testimonies and things that people were going through and god was just speaking through these songs so uh, and then at the end of the project, uh, this song "Other Side" came up, yeah. which is um, which is an incredible song. Jonathan and Melody from Young and Free and a couple of other people wrote it in London, and uh, it just made sense to brand the whole album "Other Side" for you know for a couple of different reasons. One, I mean, a most of the people listening to our music would probably live on the other side compared to Stockholm. You either live in America or Australia or whatever you live. Yeah. But but then also because there's other side, I really fully believe that there's other side when we're in kind of Christ, and I think that's the essence of what worship is, to you know fix your attention on something that's bigger and better and more solid than whatever you are going through. Right. I, I believe that's our prayer over all these songs and all over this album that people would experience another side. Yeah. When they encounter Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Are you like I'm super curious like why in english if like that's not your primary language or are all these songs in swedish first and now we're, we're going to english yeah well first of all i think people people are being taught english from you're like five or six years old yeah in, in sweden and sure Stockholm. so everybody speaks english yeah and and then i think i mean we're a global church hilson church is a global church i think we are the most global church in the whole in the whole world sure. if you right <laughs> most and I think um, in this project, we've sort of all the way, always from from the start, wanted to draw from like forty years of legacy. Yeah. And like a lot of our senior worship leaders and songwriters, like Brooke Ledgerwood, Joel Houston, Ben Fielding, Ruben Morgan, and others, have been involved in this project. Right. They're our th- dear friends, and it just made sense for us to sort of include them in this project. So we would have these people to co-write with us, but then we would put like the Stockholm flavor. Yeah, on the songs, which is probably I think like melodies and top line and all of that comes pretty natural for us. So yeah, yeah. that I, I guess that's like that's awesome. And so I heard like before we came in here, like you are Eric that wrote Cornerstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. That's <laughs> you probably like. I I'd I mean maybe from like a, a collaborative angle. Yeah. Um, what's going on? Like how how did that come to be? Because like people wouldn't think that Cornerstone necessarily came from. Sweden, like they would say, that's clearly Australian. So like, but like, maybe speak to that culture of like a global church it's writing a together. Cool story because yeah. one of the fo- oh, well, our focus track on this album called "Not a God" is written pretty much on the day ten years after we wrote Cornerstone, mm-hmm. uh, and it was me and Ruben Morgan, who's from Australia, but we met in Stockholm, and another Swedish guy uh, called Jonas Myron. I'm sure a lot yeah. of people knows about him. We met up in Stockholm uh, ten years ago. And uh, we wrote Cornerstone. Uh, it was a special moment because we had like a, this big, massive uh, school shooting in Norway. Mm. And uh, this guy killed almost 90 youth people at the youth camp. He was, uh, all of Scandinavia was in shock. Wow. And then we met in this old uh, chapel cathedral in, in, in Stockholm 10 years ago. And all of us was like, what are you saying? What are we, we all know people, you know? 
we know people or know people that got killed in that shooting. So we, uh, so in you know when when life is storming and when things cannot be explained, what do you want to say? Mm. Well, well, maybe not so much actually what you want to say, but what do you want to hold on to? And 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 I think that just got cornerstone, you know, to fly because God, Christ is our cornerstone. No matter what we're going through through the storm, yeah, He is Lord, Lord of all. So that's how it's, that was that was born. And then. Ten years later, we find ourselves in a studio in London, and I think Ruben didn't know. So, like, I got this, you know, the Facebook ten years anniversary thing, <laughs> right. and it's like, bro, it's actually ten years ago. We joked around about it. We said, let's go in, let's write another cornerstone. Right. And and funny enough, this song, Not a God, which is our focus track, and and in our church these last couple of months, it's just blowing up. People are singing it in Swahili, in 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 uh, Spanish, in Italian, in Portuguese, in Swedish. Um, this song is becoming a new tool and a new weapon for our church. It's written out of Ephesians chapter 3, okay. which says, not a God is able to do immeasurably more. So we literally just took that line and we made a song about it. And it's, uh, yeah. to me, it's such a special song. And I believe it's going to uh, give so much faith to, to the man of Christ. Right. I'd love to hear too, um, so much of the your guys' album is like really deeply rooted in scripture. Could you maybe speak to the young songwriter that's, you know, listening, like, why is that important? I mean, that's important because it's only scripture that can change lives. Sure. You know, melodies and beautiful words, that doesn't change lives. And it comes, faith comes by hearing and the hearing of the word. Yeah. So um, we wanted the songs to be simple enough for everyone to be able to sing them. Right. English is your first language. But we still wanted depths within the worship songs. So we just decided early on, we need to f like root all the songs scripture-wise. So a lot of the songs uh, on the album actually is like word by word scripture. Right. Like Now to God is, uh, we have another song called Faithful to Forgive. That's just like word by word and even radical, radical love, the chorus. So I, I think it comes by that because if you want to, like if you want to write a worship song and if you truly want to, want it to affect people's hearts, uh, you're not going to do that by beautiful melodies and fancy words. Right. You're going to do it by scripture. So if it's something I can say to the young writers, <laughs> you can't go wrong with scripture yeah. because it's been around <laughs> right. and, yeah. and it's something you can build your life on. So a lot I, of times, also when yeah. we speak to some, I'm, I'm, I'm the worship pastor in Sweden, so like a lot of times when I speak to younger worship leaders, one of the advices I always give them is like, if you got to say something in between songs or whatever, Right. People actually didn't come to church to hear you <laughs> speak or I mean, think yeah. out loud. They came to encounter Christ. So if you want to say anything, just read scripture. You know? Scripture is always going to win. Yeah. It's going to And so I think if something we can give away to young worship leaders, just make sure there's always a scripture there. If you say something in between song two or three, whatever. Right. And I was reading the Bible this morning. It says that God can do immeasurably more. I believe that over you today. You know, that's yeah. such a... Such a weapon to use right. the worship service. Yeah, and, and probably much more effective than what we think we might need to say. Yeah. I know I've been guilty of that too. You're kind of rambling. You're like, where am I going with this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We've all been there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, love to hear, like, so you're the worship pastor for a, like a Hillsong church. Like, what does that look like week to week? Well, that looks like um, a lot of work. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, just a lot of you know believing that God is just gonna fill up my rosters. Yeah, I think we're all shouting. I think everybody can relate to this. Uh, we're yeah. walking out of the pandemic, and people 
I mean, before COVID, I think Sunday was Sunday, Saturday was something something else. Now it's almost like people got two Saturdays, you know. Yeah, Sunday's a new Saturday, and and in church is what what used to be like priority it might just be optional now. Right. So uh, I figured, like this last year or year and a half, like the, you, you know, to point people the vision, the why, the cause, like we, this is why we do this, this is why we work, you know, I mean that, and also right. like explaining to people the power of worship, and we actually get to do this. Can you believe we get to do this? We don't have to do anything, but we get to. You know what I mean? Right. Using words like that, it's just been incredibly important. And uh, but then just believing, believing God that there's a new, there's a new. So I never forget a couple of those Sundays after the pandemic was over and we filled up the rooms again. It was incredible, mm. and it, it just you know, you know, just I mean I, lo- I love worshiping everywhere in the car, in the shower, at my room, whatever. But it's nothing compared to like when the body of Christ are worshiping together. Right, I love that. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie; it's been tough <laughs> after the pandemic. I'm yeah. sure most of people listen to this with would agree on that. But I think as we like give people the the why, and like the cause, and yeah, understand like the weight and the privilege it is. I think um, right, it's gonna go forward. And yeah. also, I, I believe like we need to remember what worship is. Yeah, it isn't more worship if you're a full band with with lights than if you just lead by piano or guitar. For me. Worship is always the same. Like I get as excited leading worship for a small room with just the guitar sure. than to a pack room with full band. And if you remember that, that makes stuff easier as well. Because you need to remember like, what is worship? That's not about me, it's about him. Like right. and it's all getting all the attention to God. So I think that makes it makes it easier as well when you remember like Oh, it's a midweek service and I'm by myself with the guitar. Well, it can still be as strong of a worship moment for everyone in the room as a packed room. Right. And if, because that might change in churches as well. They might not have like the full band or, but we, we need to remember what worship is. And it's, I always come back to the song, Matt Redman's song, you know, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Right. But you can't remind yourself enough, enough of that. Timeless. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How did, I'd love to hear like both of your guys' stories. Like how did you get into worship ministry? Like what, what was your journey like in that? I, um, I sort of grew up in church, but I left, left like my faith. Like you have to remember like Stockholm in Sweden is super secular. Yeah. So like, for you to be able to be a Christian, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty big deal. Okay. Like you're the old problem, but probably the only one in your class, probably the only one in your sport team, probably the only one in your like neighborhood that's a Christian. Yeah. Okay. So being a Christian is, uh, it takes a stand. I think I didn't, I didn't have like just the courage to do that as I grew up. So I left Christ and then, uh, just, you know, I had this one side of my world that just, life that just went really, really, really good. It, music and like all of that went really well, but then you have my heart and it's just, uh, it was just, it was just so not well. Yeah. And then it came so, so like that. Um, distance in between like what like what the world saw but also what was in my heart I mean after a while I just couldn't live with it so I was actually suicidal Wow! and then one night I went out to this old church that my parents you know was in and you know 3 a.m. in the morning I was sitting by the piano I said God if you don't show up tonight I'm gonna take my own life I don't wanna live anymore and God just showed up there was no preaching no nothing like no one kind of the three do want to say but God was there yeah. And and I was when God when God came I just climbed under the piano because I was so afraid, uh, I was just shaking. And then you know the presence was still there in the room. So after like thirty minutes I jumped up 
sat by the piano, started to play, and uh, just crying, and just all that pain and everything just went away, and God just filled me in that, in that moment, I just know, this is, and I also heard like this voice inside my, inside my heart saying like, Eric, this is what, you call, what I called you to do. Hmm. You're called to honor me, and I've, you know, I've, I've, I've given you talents to play music and write music, it's to give all the glory back to me. Yeah. And that was the first time in my life that I just felt satisfaction 100%. This, this is, I know where I am. Yeah. I know what I'm created to do. And mm. since that day, I mean, it's been up and downs, but I always go back to that moment. And I always know that like, that's my calling. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my story. Wow. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I have a slightly different story. <laughs> like, you know, as a, as a son, yeah. I'm a pastor's kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> I grew up in church and my, my dad was both pastor and worship leader. And, uh, so I've been kind of growing up with uh, music yeah. and, um, <clears throat> he, um, he, uh, he was leading worship, uh, and I was growing up with that. So that's, it's always been home for me. Right. And then during my youth years and stuff like that, I was signed with a, with a band and I was playing and we were about to hit big. At least that was what we thought. Uh, but it never felt as home as worship did. Sure. Right. So, so this band was not like worship music. No, no. And, it was and, just yeah. like a rock and roll band. Right. Um, the killer's vibe. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was great, right? It was, but, and it was nothing wrong with it. It's just like it didn't come as natural as leading worship for me. It's, as I said earlier, like, independent of what environment and what like setting I'm leading worship for me, it's like, I don't know what it is. It's like I hit a button and like it's just full on for me, hmm. like, and I I love it so much, and I. Like every time I've lead in worship, I, 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 I've given it my all mm. like every time, uh, because that's what it is for me. It's just giving it my all. Yeah. Uh, and when you go through seasons that are heavier or, 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 um, I've just realized like worship is always my safe place. Mm. And even when I don't know how to pray or what to pray like I can still sing and I can still worship and yeah. it's just yeah I don't know what it is I just love it so, so. yeah I'd, I'd love to like maybe pick at a little bit like I know like the week-to-week grind of like leading worship I could imagine a lot of guys listening to this saying like I don't feel like that every yeah. week where it's like an honor and a privilege to worship like sometimes it feels like I'm connecting with God other times it just feels like I'm just doing week yeah like what what do you guys do to like <laughs> try to keep it fresh try to keep that relationship you know there I always think, like to think of that it can never be a routine mm-hmm. and I always like you know God, God he, he wants like a new song but sometimes it's not a new song but it's like a, just a new expectation of what God can do mm-hmm. and anytime like that that's been like uh, average expectation that's been like if I'm like in our environment anyways like it's, it's been challenged I can't, like, when you ask this question, I think about this time. Uh, I went out to Australia to be on a Hillsong worship tour, and this is one of my first tours I did. This is, like, 10 years ago. I'm, I'm super nervous. And I've rehearsed all the songs, so I, I was pretty confident the way I, like, I know the songs. And I walked up to Darlene Check back in the days, who who wrote Shout to the Lord, and I said, I always said, that, like, if there's any songs, Darlene, that you're not knowing who, who should lead, I can lead them. 
And so I was, I was full of confidence. She's like, yeah, yeah, okay, it's good. And then we fly back to Europe and we stopped in Singapore to do like a worship night for Joseph Prince and his church. And, yeah. and I remember like I would practice all these songs. And then just before we walked into the night, like Darlene Check is changing some of the songs to some old, old songs that I've never heard about. <laughs> and and uh, so like in the, just in the backstage before walking up on stage, I meet Ruben Morgan and Ruben said like, did you hear the Darlene change some songs? And I said, she did what? And uh, and uh, and then he just laughed and he said, "I think it's an awesome idea." <laughs> and then he and then Ruben said, and then I went to Ruben and said, "Why are you laughing?" He's like, "Well, Darlene said this: if anyone thinks this is a bad idea, just laugh and say I think it's an awesome idea." And I think it it told me so much, like to be like flexible, to always look for the new, and like Darlene, who's been leading worship like a million times, you know, right. she always looked for something new and you know not to be in a routine and yeah. it told me to have that spirit when I'm leading worship as well just to look for new things look for new what I mean God could do something new in this in this service yeah. can I see something God that I have never se seen before and having that that mentality I think helps a lot not to make have like a routine mentality yeah. sure if that makes sense yeah absolutely definitely uh for me it's also about like I decided um Early on, me and my wife, uh, like, we need to be brutal honest with God always. Yeah. Like, if we if we don't understand something, if we're upset with something, if we're angry with something, if we're sad about something, we we need to tell him. <laughs> yeah. He can handle it. Uh, so I think sometimes uh, not getting stuck in the routine thing, like Eric said, is being honest with God. Like, I struggle with this or... Right. Like find something in the set of the songs you're doing that you can hold on to, that you can connect to what you're going through. Yeah. Like if it's frustration, like hit, even if it's just a bridge of the set or if it's a chorus of the set, like put your honesty into that yeah. and go, God, this is where I'm at. Like this is what frustrates me right now. Or this is what I'm struggling with. Yeah. I'm going to leave that. Like and just go up and worship you right now. And I don't think. Right. I don't think God. I don't think God has a problem with our doubts. Sure. Or like, and one of the songs on this album, and I mean, it's, it came out of him and his wife losing their youngest son, and and we, I walked, you know, together with you. I was there the same day, day he died, and we I did the funeral, and it was like the worst moment we've ever had together and 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 just you know seeing you walk through that and as a, as his friend but also as his pastor some sundays there were songs man you remember that you were like i cannot lead this song today like these words i cannot say like and and we changed songs or i had someone else coming up and lead worship right but then out of this moment um we wrote this song called sing hallelujah it's on the album and i don't know if you want to tell them but yeah. it's just yeah. my gosh i'm sorry dude yeah yeah here um, this but here we go yeah yeah, yeah. um no it's it, it was um obviously the hardest thing yeah we've gone through and we our, our third child was diagnosed with a uncurable disease and we pretty much got a death sentence with, yeah. with the doctor saying we don't know but you might have him three months or you might have him 12 months yeah but more than that we don't know sure and we we got to have him six and a half months and and then uh, brandon died yeah. and uh, i remember that like that was one of the moments where we went like we need to be brutal honest because yeah because this this is too hard otherwise um and i remember having problem praying but that's what i mentioned like worship is still the thing where i always come back to even if it's right. simple words or a simple song um but then 
there was a while where I didn't write songs because I didn't know what to say. Uh, and then when we started writing again, I just really felt like how, how powerful it is to sing kind of through it all, yeah. you know, and, and kind of leave questions and doubts, uh, to God, you know, and there's a, there's a line in the song going, because it's a metaphor for, for Mary at the tomb. Yeah. And it says, uh, let your tears fall down and dry. And, and that's how I felt like it doesn't say stop your crying or don't cry. It says, go ahead and cry, yeah. but let them fall to the ground and, and, and dry. And then, um, it was me, Eric and a guy called Wilhelm, uh, who, who wrote the song and Wilhelm had this draft for the cor- for the bridge, uh, where it says sin, where's your power, death, where's your sting, hell, where's your victory? Yeah. We know, we know who won. And I remember Eric looking at me kind of going, will he sing this? Can, can we sing this? Yeah. But I also felt like I believed every word, you know, and I'm not going to let death has its final victory or its final saying, because I know who won the truth. And there was such a beautiful moment. Uh, just, we we released a song on a Friday. Uh, is it three weeks ago? Mm. And, and on that Sunday I was leading worshiping in, in Hillsong, uh, Denmark. And, there was a, this guy next to me and he, I, I could see he was kind of moved in a way, but I, I, I've never met him before. And afterwards he said like me and my wife has, because we had a testimony connected to the song when we released the song. Yeah. So, uh, they kind of heard a part of our story and he said like me and my wife has been listening to that on repeat because we lost our child and to sing this song with you on this Sunday, it, I, I can't explain how much it means to me because he, we were talking about it and we said, if we're being honest, like there's more people in church who don't get their miracle, right. might not see the miracle they're hoping for or praying for yeah. than maybe the one who does. Yeah. So we see these like big testimonies in church and I love them. It's great because it's encour- encouraging. But sometimes what he said, like for me, it meant so much for you to go, oh, he didn't get his miracle. We didn't get our miracle, but he's still worshiping. So then I can worship as well. Yeah. And I, I think it's such a, like a power in that. And, and we, we actually call the song, speaking of the weapon list, like you mentioned earlier, we call this song, sing hallelujah, the victory song and how it became a weapon. And even just days after we released the song, getting like DMS from literally all over the world, people saying. I needed this. I need, it was so encouraging for you to be so honest with, with, uh, with that. So it's, uh, it's just beautiful how, how a song can, what a song can do. Sure. When, when it's kind of comes from a right place and from a, from right heart. No, that's killer. I, um, I think you touch on something that we run into in all of our churches all the time where we're like believing and praying for the miracle. And then a lot of times we don't have them. Yeah. Um, I guess just let's talk a little more about that. Like, well, how would you encourage, you know, like, like you said, most of us have dealt with loss. Like I'm a little older now. I've had some fairly difficult things in my life, but I think 20 years ago, having not faced some of that, it kind of, you're just full of all that energy where like, well, God's going to miracle everything in front of me. And it doesn't always happen like that. Oh. Like, like what, in, what encouragement do you have for both sides of that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I I always come back to that with, with, with being honest with God, yeah. you know, and, and kind of trusting him with, with him having an, another perspective than we do. 
Right. And but I'm I'm not saying it's easy, uh, and um, I'm saying it has moments where it takes all you got. Right. Just shutting the door of of kind of doubt or despair or unbelief, but that won't that won't help you in the long run either way. Yeah. You know. So I think it's a, it's it's just a, a hard thing, but I think just trusting God and being honest with Him, yeah, and even being like honest with the disappointment of not like life didn't turn out the way I thought it would. Sure, because that's the reality of of things, right. uh, and 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 you just need to trust that He has His way. He has another perspective, and and um, just trusting His story. And I think as a worship leader. Let's not be afraid of being transparent on this. I think it's, yeah. to me as a worship leader, it's helped me. Like, the things that made me the man I am, the pastor I am, the father I am, the husband I am, it's not the wins. It's not. Yeah. It, it's the dark moments. It's like when I don't know, when I come with my doubt and my questions to God. Yeah. And uh, I've been pretty transparent with that. And uh, I've, I've written so many songs out of that. And... Uh, is maybe the man I am. So I think um, God has never promised us to have like a life only on the top. Right. But he's prom- promised to walk with us right. through the valley of death. And I think as worship leaders, sometimes we, we think the worship is just happy, clappy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it can be happy, clappy also. Right. It could yeah. be like a radical joy song. Yeah. When the joy comes from in, in from you know from the inside. Yeah. But also sometimes as a worship leader, I think this you know, the generation that's grown up now, they don't want plastic. Fast right. They don't want fake. Yeah. They want rawness, realness. That's what we see in Asbury now and other things. Like, right. And I think that's what the generation are craving at the moment. Like just real, raw, you know, worship. Yeah. And um, I think that's, so that's, if that's encouraging. If that's any encouragement to right. young worshipers, do that. Don't be yeah. afraid right. of being transparent and showing people you are. Sure. But also like, have also the courage to kind of lift your eyes yeah. above it all. Yeah. Because there's... A, you, you can always like you can you can kind of get stuck in that uh, mentality as well, being too kind of like we need to sometimes, even though it hurts, we need to sing stuff over our life sure. that might feel not the it's not and... yeah it's not there yet, but I believe it. You need right. to do that as well, and and like we really felt like when we when we were writing the joy song, uh, we re- we really felt like. Oh, it's been a heavy season. <laughs> we need to. We need. We need some joy. You right. know? We need some simple like. And it's. It's almost. I mean, it is on the like the. We have um, the the hymn the joy 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 yeah. joy down in my heart. Down right. We have a sample a sample of that, but that was what we wanted. Right. Like a simplicity of going like it feels a bit stupid almost singing this, but you need to sometimes yeah. because that's like that. that's how you kind of. Pull yourself out of right. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's fantastic. I my 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 immediately so I spent twenty years in you know worship pastoring at the church before I came over here to like do teaching. Um, right. And I would love to hear your guys's response to the senior pastor that may not want his worship leader to be that raw. Like they they want that happy clappy, and they don't like they're not necessarily like malicious about it, but they. You know they they don't want all that emotion in their worship services. Like, yeah. how, how would you encourage them to allow their worship leaders some of that space? I think trust is earned. Yeah, and I think as I was a young worship leader, I think the um, but I'm righteousness. So, like uh, my senior pastor, he didn't give me as much room as he does now. 
And I think I'm, I'm over the year has built that trust, not only with him or her, but also with the congregation. Right. To be vulnerable, to be like, yeah, this is what I'm going through at the moment. Same thing with Jonathan as he, as he you know, talks about this. Our church, like he's built that trust over 10 years with our Hillsong congregation globally. So people know him, people know his story. I mean, they know he's not gonna leave next week. And he's not, you know, I mean, like it should. So I think that's that's some that's a we need to know that we're building the trust. As and as worship leaders, I think that's up to to us to build the trust with our right. senior leadership um, um, that we're standing under. So I think that's extremely important. But then also like have these conversations and and invest into that. Con- I mean, in that conversation or in that relationship with your senior pastor, just invest in that. Buy him a coffee. Buy him a lunch. I mean, <laughs> buy him whatever if he loves ho- right. hockey. Go to hockey with him <laughs> and. Maybe in between periods, just talk to him, ask him questions, or tell him what's on your heart. Right. And then um, I think out of that, trust is going to be built. Yeah, that's good. What um love to hear just more thoughts on Asbury and like what this next generation is doing. <laughs> it's It's been interesting seeing the internet come with uh, all sides of opinions on Asbury when it's really just young people worshiping the Lord. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to hear just kind of your, like you said, like God's doing something. Like what, what do you guys think God's trying to teach his church right now? Yeah. I, I really believe like what you said earlier and I see it. I have a, I have a teenage daughter mm-hmm. uh, and, and she, uh, she wants, like she wants brutal honesty. <laughs> yeah. Like without me like talking about it too much, she wants. Um, she loves the worship when it's honest and pure, and and she loves preaching when it's honest and pure. But as soon as it gets like you know, messed up with the other stuff, she's like, I'm not buying it. Right. So I think that's kind of um, what I love about that y- young generation. I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. We're seeing like, um, and coming back to what we talked about earlier, uh, worship can still be as honest with a guitar as with a full band. Like it isn't the one or the other, right. but you can still get as misled by leading with just a guitar as is with a full band. Right. Sometimes we make it like more spiritual having it simpler and easier and right. not as spiritual with, with the whole thing going on. But that's not the heart of it, I think. Like it's the heart behind the worship. Sure. And and uh, I think that's what we're seeing, and I think we're we're just going to see that spread more and more, with 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 the younger generation, and that spreading up, uh, with people like, not buying all the stuff, around. They want they want Jesus, right? They want God. They want they want a pure worship, and, I mean, I think and I truly believe that God will bless that, every time. Wow, yeah. We, I love it. I think it's great, <laughs> yeah. and I think it's like, but it's easy for us to to make like anything like religion. So I'm saying I love what that's happening. To us, it resonates. Uh, again, we we live in a part of the world which is super secular. The city Stockholm is the most secular city in the world. Mm. So uh, and we're doing the re- release, like the release of the album. We're doing that at a, at a bar, uh, at the club, uh, and uh, it takes so like it takes so much to stand up and worship music, like and write worship music and and sing the music because you, you know, I mean, your friends and people at your neighbors, like they look at what you post on Instagram or Facebook and they're like, right. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> are you worshiping something else? You know what I mean? So it takes so much courage. So like for us, worship has always cost us a lot. Yeah. It's, it, it costs us a lot. 
That's not a lot of people are standing up and applauding us for it. Right. So, uh, and we don't. And we I don't, could, over here, that's not how it is. Bro. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so it becomes very real. Yeah. It's it's not a show. It's real. Like if you're not, if it's not real to you, the price is too high. Yeah. So, um, and that's what I feel with Ashbury as well. And I like that. I love that. And I encourage that. And I hope that's going to be just a new wind for, for the church globally. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, like, what what has it been like doing church in a very secular world because again that'd be uh, most of our audience is here in america and like i said we can go i could go visit you know 15 churches in the scope of a weekend and just kind of hit all their different times and like, yeah, all yeah. of that like let's just hear for yeah you guys. we were talking about it yesterday like if you would ask any random like you meet out here in the states and you would ask him if he knows he or she what worship is they familiar with the word right like it's not the same in Sweden. Like <laughs> they, they wouldn't know what worship is. Say what it is. Yeah. Kind of, I go, okay, is that a religious thing? Is it a church thing? Yeah. So it's been, but we've been seeing, um, we've been seeing some amazing things happening with our church, mm. with with like music being and worship being such a weapon in people's hearts. You know. Yeah. And 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 we've heard it so many times. People coming to church and is this church? Yeah. Can can it sound like this? Could it be like this? So so I think like I'm for one. Um, I I love leading worship with full band with the full thing because we've experienced how it kind of um, breaks barriers and it helps people to kind of like encounter God in a way they they're not used to at all yeah. in Sweden and and the culture where we're from. Um, that's why I think I love worship uh, music so much because that's been at least what I feel like that the way in to people's lives and then you get the the word and you get the the teaching and so just as what our church is seeing having multiple campuses that's not a common thing yeah. in in our country and in 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 Europe at all so so it's uh it's amazing gracious <laughs> um so many different angles to go <laughs> yeah i said maybe somewhat selfishly like so i'm writing a dissertation about online worship um oh, yeah. as i'm teaching and stuff i'd love to interesting kind of just hear your guys's opinion on online worship <laughs> like do you guys stream your services like what like i'm keen to hear what you what you what you came up with um i think like worship music is not i mean someone said to us with this album it, I mean, it's a congregation of worship. So, someone said, "This is not music that you listen to. This is mm. uh, this is song you should sing. participate." Yeah, and I think what I found with like the online worship, it's great, but it's you don't like most most of my friends, even myself during the pandemic, I didn't stand up and wow, and like totally right. Yeah, you're just kind of I was on like, your phone or mm-hmm. watching your TV. Yeah. You know, I, you know, right. Prince of God was there, but it's, like, and the, you know, the kids wanted something or like went up to, you know, grab some coffee or right. brush my teeth or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, is yeah, that, and that's, totally. to me, that's, that, that's okay in a season where we cannot gather, but I think it's not, Yeah, it's not what, what worship is. And I think it's just, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Yeah. So sometimes when I come to church and I don't feel like worship, this guy is just on fire and he's leading me and he's like, and, and I sense that because I'm in the room, it's like the iron, so that I got poured into it. Or sure. well, vice versa, I come to church and I'm like on fire. And the and the guy next to me just need me to be on fire, right. and as he sees or she sees me worship, they get drawn into it as well. Right. So um, that aspect of like yeah. ministering to each other. With I think so. And yeah, 
So I think there's, I mean, sometimes, I mean, online has been a great tool just to stay connected, I mean, but it, yeah. it cannot be replaced with what I think, like being in the room is. And I mean, even if you see, I don't have any like statistics to this or, or, or how do you say it, but I, but like, even if you look at YouTube and you see what worship um, songs that it has like really high streams, mm. it's not the cool music videos. It's not those yeah, types of things. It's, it's like the it's like big room, rooms right. where, yeah. where people <laughs> kind of like, they want to be part of that. So they put it on the screen yeah. and there's like a huge room where they, they, they want that feeling as at least that's what I see. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I think, and, and, and I mean, that's where YouTube and uh, is, is great because there's so many people and, and, and I just recently find, found out this because a friend of mine told me because we had like super like high streams on a, on a, on a film on YouTube yeah. and I was like, who's on YouTube? And he's like, there's tons of people on YouTube and there's parts <laughs> of the world that they want to, they, they can't afford a Spotify account. They can't afford, but they, YouTube is free. So that's where you connect with so many people. And that's when I got it. Like, but you see on those films, it's almost every time, like the big rooms, because that's what people are missing. Yeah. And, that's and, really and that's good. what you want to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, so I think it can be a great tool. Right for reaching for people that you can't reach, right. amazing. Uh, but you can't compare it to being in the room. Sure. I mean, speaking of statistics, there's a um, I think it's Barna says like maybe in America at least only about forty percent of people come to church twice a month. Yeah, like they're lucky to come once. I'm wow. I'm wondering is that the same with you guys, or is it because it's so costly? Are like your church members coming pretty regularly, or? Are you guys running into a similar? I'd love to say that they're more hardcore, but I don't right. think they are. I think yeah. it's this in our in our world, like one to maybe one point five percent of our population goes to church. Wow! But uh, but they come every second, every third. Yeah, I'm happy if he comes once a month. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's been interesting to like see because yeah. with online being there, like I know, I've got I know friends in church where there's like good point. They've, they've cut their stream. Because they don't want their people to not come. Uh, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like a is that the right thing to do? Because now you're not reaching people, but they want them to. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. I get it to see what this church or the global church is doing. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I think I think what we try to do is like, um, it's we make on, online available. It's out there. I think yeah. that's been a strategic for Hillsong globally. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. But there's some things that you cannot get online. Right. Sometimes some some you know ministry time or like. Uh, service at the end or we do prayer things or we're like we had a couple of new songs or whatever we so we leave out a couple of things yeah so you have to be in the room to experience that that's sort of we've been, what we've been doing but then right. like the yeah, word yeah. or the worship could be in there yeah that's good so what what is on the horizon here for stockholm worship yeah so 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 uh uh we're we're just releasing our album so so i mean this is the first time yeah that people will hear our music and and uh hopefully like our prayer has always been that these songs would would put words to people's seasons yeah and 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 the prayers they need to pray and the songs they need to song because sing because i've encountered that so many times uh singing songs that i didn't know i needed to sing until i sung it right <laughs> if you know what i mean so i i hope that this album will will speak to people and it will um they will encounter God through it, and and not just listen to it, but sing the songs and right. and and see them change things. And 
and hopefully we get to meet people as well playing the songs and yeah. singing together and uh so i guess that's what yeah <laughs> that's what's uh yeah and we're really excited for our we're, we're, we we flew out here uh Monday because we were both leading worship on, on, on the Sunday that's and cool. then that's, that's how, how it works. works. Yeah, that's how it works. We flew out Monday. That's why the right. trip was a thousand stops. Uh, and that's why it's a thousand stops on the way back home. And then we're, uh, but we're really excited about our, um, the, the place where, uh, Eric was mentioned, we're having our release and, uh, speaking of the killers that we're, that's where they, they had their first gig in Sweden. I oh, was really? in that venue. It's a small, small venue, but we feel like we're super, uh, pumped about leading worship there and 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 doing some of the songs yeah we looked that's killer i think like a lot of people see guys like you at the churches that they hope to be at in the future or you know like it's always like the aspirations to come be a part of like the big hill song or elevation or anything like that like what what encouragement would you have towards them maybe not saying like you'll never make something like that but just like how what what kind of encouragement would you have for someone as they're dreaming for major things and maybe feeling disenfranchised with the little that they're doing. <laughs> uh, I can start by saying uh, uh, two things that might not be so helpful, but I think the I'm first sure. <laughs> thing is consistency. Yeah. Like, and and I've really experienced what Eric was talking about. I was so frustrated sometimes with leading worship, and I felt like we did a great job, but the song wasn't, like, the church wasn't, the church wasn't there. Right. And it was like, they don't know you uh, good enough yet. You need to, they need to see you do life. They need to see you be there. And so it's consistency. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the things. Right. The other thing is the hardest part because it's like train yourself to not want it mm -hmm. because if you want it, you might not be the right person on the right. spot because like you might be longing for, for, right. for the wrong stuff. That's yeah, what I got. Like this is nothing right. we've like, this has just happened because we've been doing church. We've been writing for our church. We've been leading worship. And, and I think sometimes if you, if you want it too much, it might be tricky because I think you need to remember that like nothing of this is for us. We need yeah. to like shift all the focus we get onto him. And if we fail by that, we kind of like, we missed uh, the, miss the point of it. So, right consistency and uh, not want it it's right. too boring 100 <laughs> yeah and I, I i'm just i don't need a third point i i'm just reaffirm what you're saying because that i think that's the thing i think it's just worship is was not anyways about us so uh and you know i was reminded quite a lot this week well, i mean as we do this interview we're sitting in the at, at the offices of capital music right i was here 12 13 years ago with a management and running my old band trying to get like you know, a record deal and sign and all of that. Yeah. And um, as we sort of almost got that deal, I had this sense in my heart, no, 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 I'm, I'm called to build a local church in Stockholm. Mm. So I've le I left it. Yeah. I walked away, walked away from record deal and uh, went back and, and built this local church. And because I, I just loved, I just loved the church and I just loved to worship. And I, I just didn't want to do the things that we talked about doing here 12 or 13 years ago. And yeah. fast forward 10, 12 years forward, I'm here, but this was never the goal. Yeah. And this is not the goal. Right. The, I mean, we're happy to be here, but the goal is to see churches all over the world lift up the name of Jesus. And that's what we put on this album. We wrote an album for the church. So if someone is listening to this going, like, what should I do with this? Well, this is an album for the church. It's not a devotional worship album. It's not like, this is an album 
for your Sunday morning, it's an album for your Sunday night or your midweek service. Yeah. That's what it is. Sure. And that's our passion. And and so like so I I guess I encourage people to listen to this, like find that passion. A, a passion that's not about you, right. something bigger than you, and just feed that passion, pa- practice that pra- passion, get better, get better, get better. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him written, writing songs for like 10 years in our world, but now finally like the, the right. church is starting to sing it, just to keep right. on going. And then there wasn't an intent 10 years ago to like write them to, like you're writing them for your church. Yeah. <laughs> no, we needed to sing these songs. And um, even these songs are songs like that, that we needed to sing. Yeah. And I think like why we're so uh, encouraged by like talking about it is because I think there's a lot of people that need to sing some of these songs. Yeah, and 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 I think they've gone through similar seasons that we've had, and and that's that's our hope and dream with it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Would you go over to Instagram, shoot a DM? We would love to chat with you.